1: understand what I'm going to say to you. Most people think the focus of the church is evangelism, getting the lost saved. That is not correct. The focus of the church is initially an underground here, kind of the foundation, always teaching people to be healthy, to be in the word, to be like Jesus. And then they, including myself, when I'm not here doing this, they Go and evangelize the world. Do you get
0: it? The American church, it seems, has been focusing on the wrong thing for a very long time. Instead of helping the Christians inside its walls become more like Jesus and then sending them out ready to be beacons of light, it is focused on keeping people satisfied or trying to entice people into accepting a walk that seems to be less than what Jesus describes in Scripture. Pastor Mark will be teaching things that we're probably not used to hearing, but that doesn't make it untrue. We're hoping that as a result of hearing this message, that you will be challenged to become a more active member of Christ's body. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he continues his message, Every Christ follower has been gifted to serve and change their world.
1: God's plan is simply this. God uses ministry gifts, in this particular case, me, other pastors here, obviously, pastor teachers to equip the people. The goal of equipping you is to challenge you through the word of God to be, think, and minister like Jesus. Remember, Jesus is sending these 72 out in Luke chapter 10 to represent him. To make the way available for him to come. Today, you are Jesus in our world. Every single one of you are Jesus. Remember when he left, he said to his disciples, greater things will you do than I did. Now, Jesus spent a lot of time teaching and mentoring his disciples Basically, here's how to go into the real world and share the gospel. Now, when you are well-fed and well-taught and well-loved, you're healthy spiritually. And here's something you need to understand. It's a simple phrase, but it's wonderful. Healthy sheep reproduce. When you're healthy, you're going to be using your gift Initially, it's used inside the church to make the church function together. But eventually, it goes outside. See, most of the people, understand what I'm going to say to you. Most people think the focus of the church is evangelism, getting the lost saved. That is not correct. The focus of the church is initially an underground here, kind of the foundation, always teaching people to be healthy to be in the word, to be like Jesus. And then they, including myself, when I'm not here doing this, they go and evangelize the world. Do you get it? See, that's why I spend time teaching you. This week, I got invited. And I just went late on Tuesday night and I flew to Brussels. I taught in an amazing church in Brussels, as you already heard how godless Europe is, 3,000-member church in Brussels. fantastic. So I got to teach two days and whatever, and I've uh, uh, been two sessions, and I flew back, and I was here Friday. And uh, going up to Newark... And coming back from Newark, I got to sit with two guys next to me. I pray for divine appointments. I had an hour and a half conversation with one. And I had an hour conversation with another. And both of them, one was Catholic and one was Episcopal. And we were just talking about stuff and whatever. And uh, he said uh, in this in the service, both of them, because their form of worship is kind of the same, their pastor, their priest, whatever, has about six to seven minutes to teach the people. Because there's so much other things to do. And uh, some of you are saying right now, where's the closest church? I know you. Cut it out. How many are glad I teach for an hour? Come on,. Man. Okay. Bless you, my son, right now, I just bless you. And I said to one of the guys, I said, "I guarantee you that priest is frustrated. Because he could definitely teach for 45 minutes. It's not about an hour. He could definitely teach because he knows why he's supposed to be there. But they just don't... I'm not making fun. They just don't allow him to do it. Praise God. We have the freedom to teach you so you can be... Six minutes? Six minutes? By the way, there's no clock back there. There's one over here somewhere. Oh, there it is. Uh, Six minutes? I've already done two weeks of teaching. Go Have a nice week. See you. Don't you dare leave. So understand... If we're healthy, and this is, man doesn't live by bread alone. You heard me already pray it, but every word that comes out of the mouth of God. Now, I'm not going to teach you two hours, and I'm not stupid. But, you know, when we understand that, the church exists to equip people to grow to maturity so you can expand and use your gift to expand the kingdom of God. Now, that means you can never be a spectator, but serving and changing your world. Now, watch what happens. Next thing I want you to write you never stop growing. It says, until we all become mature, when you're going to be mature, when you get to heaven, we never stop growing. Uh, I've been a Christian, as you know, 67 years. I'm still growing. I'm still learning. I'm still learning to do things better. Use my time better. Now, think about this verse, this, this, this key principle. Growing Christ followers are always learning and serving with their gifts, not somebody else's, their gifts. Now, I want to just take a moment to dissect kind of our HD project. Why did we have to do the HD project? Because we're a video campus and our cameras were were so many years old, couldn't get parts, broke down. And as I already told you, there there was no way for us to function. The poor people online couldn't find. So we did all of this to help 10,000 people be trained better. This is just wonderful. It happens to be big and all those kind of things. By the way, when we did this, remember, this and getting rid of part of a loan is a $2 million project. Even as we gave this challenge to you to give a few months ago, uh, one of the companies came back to us. We had picked a lens for these cameras that you can see here. No more bulbs in the back that you have to do. and no, It's all digital and whatever, you know, laser actually. Uh, this company, we picked the middle company because we couldn't afford the other one. They came back to us after I announced it on the weekend and said, we'll match the other price. I think it was $75,000. We'll just match it. We have the only laser new thing of any church in the whole United States because they want to use us. That that's That's God's favor. This is not a Christian company. That's God's favor. So let me ask you a question this morning. Have you prayed about what to give? We over well, Pastor Mark, that's for other people. Really? Like, are you sitting there? Are you watching? Thousands of you are watching right now. Hello. You say, well, why do you do this? Because we're a family. Please pray and give. We've got another four weeks to finish this thing. We need your help. So that's all you're going to hear. I don't have charts up here. I don't do a rah-rah. I'm just trying to say to you, this is your family stuff. We're making God look good. So pray and give. You say, well, I can't give much. Whatever God tells you. I'm not your God. Give. Be generous. You've always been generous before. Thank you. Now, anybody still love me? I don't care. Here we go. (laughs) Let's turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Remember, we started this church 23 years ago with not a dime. The first Sunday we had service, I thought I ended up paying for the hotel that we met in. But God, from that day, has always come through. Don't ever forget this. You will never outgive God. So just be generous. Thank you. Romans 12. Now, I'm going to spend time here quickly, but these are called the motivational gifts. Every Christian has one of these. Of course, not every one of you is a pastor, teacher, an evangelist, whatever. Now, look at verse 4. Just as each of us has one body and many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we... Uh, We who are many form one body, and each member belongs to the other. So all Paul is saying is this. The church is a living body made of real people. It's not an organization. It's not a building. It's not a denomination. It is a body. Now look at 1 Corinthians 12, 12. The body is a unit. Speaking of your body, my body, the church. Though it is made up of many parts, many people with lots of gifting, just like your body is hand, arm, ears, face, whatever. And though all of its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. So Paul uses the analogy of the human body as a local church. Many members, many people, many parts, But every single one of you, gifted by God, knew you'd be part of this body, you have a gift. And so how does this body function? How does my body function? How does this church as the Christ body function? Three words you want to write down. This is huge. Look at this next statement. And when you see it, you'll understand it. The body, church, functions with unity diversity and interdependence, unity. When people have strokes and it affects their brain, what happens often to people? The right side doesn't work anymore. There's no unity. The brain has been cut off from that part. It's actually in the left side. That's why the right doesn't work. When you hear the word cancer, what does the cancer do? It comes to destroy the unity of our working body. It's an enemy. Understand this. God always likes to unite. Satan always wants to divide. Marriage. Unity. One. Two become one. What has Satan done with that? Divided. Divorces everywhere. But see, this church, like our body, has to function with unity. It has to function with Uh, diversity. We're all different here and we have to be interdependent. I need you and you need me. I need all of you with your gifts and God needs you. Now, just like the human body, no one is self-sufficient. No one is unnecessary. God gave each of us unique gifts so that we could function together. We're all equal no gift is self-sufficient or is unnecessary. When you think about that, how is all this held together? Here's the verse, Colossians 1.18. And he is the head of the body, talking about Jesus, the church. So the head of this church is not me. It's Christ. The head of every church is Christ. The head of that big C church around the world is Christ. Every living body must have one head, and it's not a man in the church. If you have more than one head, you're a Halloween weirdo or whatever. If you have no head, you're dead. So there's one head. And you're going to see this morning that Christ designed his body and how it's to function. He is the leader. He is the one that gave you your gifting before you were born. You can't come into the world and say, I have people come quite often. Pastor Mark, I want to be a pastor teacher just like you, man. I want to be on that stage. I could be that. I said, well, has God called you? Well, I do not have to call me. I want to be that. It doesn't work that way. He calls us. Then we're equipped. He's the head. We're not the head. Now, you're going to see when I get there later, but I, I want to use this a lot. You can't be jealous of somebody else's gift. If you are, you'll waste your whole life because you can't be somebody God didn't design you to be. Yeah, but Pastor Michael, you might go in and be like... Cut it out. Be who you are, and you'll see, when I'm doing what I want to do, what God's gifted me to do, I'm fulfilled, and you guys... Know it. Can you imagine if I came this morning (laughs) and said, well, I've been fine in that little teeny seat economy. I'm so tired. I didn't really have time to study. Let me put something together this morning. Uh, um, Here's a verse. What do you think about the verse? Have a nice week. See you. Nobody would be here. But when you have your gift and you use it, It brings fulfillment to you, and it makes everybody else go, wow, okay. Now, let me give you an example. Our guest services people are at the door, and here comes a family, and you'll see how it is in a minute. Here comes a family, and they're walking in, and here's a mom with three kids. And the guest service people, he stands out there and he, he looks and he says, or she looks and she, um, and the and the person the guest service people has to say this: uh, Is there is there a children's ministry? Yes. You get down the hall to the left, turn to the right, two more turns to the left, and over here is the uh, children's ministry. Have a nice service. That person's fired before they start. Am I going to have them? They don't have the gift of what? Guest services. They don't have that gift. What should that person do when that mom came in with three kids? Good morning. Good to have you. I can see from your face you're kind of lost around here. Let me show you. I'm going to take you and your children over to the kids ministry and they're going to love the service. It could be fantastic. You come on in here and watch and they take it over there. How much think that's a little better than the other way? Now that fulfilled them. That fulfilled them and it blessed the woman. So we're all different, different gifts. I heard a pastor say this. I have the gift of pastoring. You can, obviously he does. He's an amazing teacher. And then he says this. But I would never have been called to the kids' ministry. He said, if I was called to the kid ministry, to go into that room, I need lots of duct tape. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I don't even want to think about that, really. <laughs> what is that? You can't be... Somebody God hasn't gifted you to be. You have to be who God's gifted you to be. And we're all equal. Doesn't matter. We're all equal. Now, Romans 12, 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. Paul says, whenever a man comes from God, whatever gift comes, it's called a charismata. It simply means this. Given to a man by God which the man himself could not have acquired or attained. Well, I'm going to work real hard and have that gift. what You can't do that. None of us can do that. So here's what I want you to write this morning. As you're thinking about your gifting, we didn't choose our gift. We don't deserve our gift. It's a grace gift from God to each of us. That eliminates pride for any of us. Well, I'm better than you because I'm a leader. It has nothing to do with it. Zero. Now, all three types of gifts are grace gifts. They're not natural talents, but a gift that comes from God. They're actually supernatural. God gifts us to be able to do that. Using our gift, as I said, fulfills me, and it, it allows me to be used To expand the kingdom of God. Now, look at verse 12. Let's read these. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it's serving, let him serve. If it's teaching, let him teach. If it's encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do it cheerfully. Now, I don't want you to write all this down. I just want to show you what it is. And I want your attention right now. Some of you don't know how to figure out what your motivational gift is. These seven that I'm looking at right here, these seven, you have one of these. So you can go online, calvaryccm.com. Go to volunteering section, and you go right down, and you'll see a spiritual gift test. It's free. You just click on it and take it, and that will help you determine what gift you have. We also have some of that in our starting point when it gets started again after January. We go through and have that. But I encourage you to do that because I, I can't remember how many questions it is, but it's free and it helps you determine which of these seven you have. Now, most people have more than one of these seven, kind of a small mixture, but one will always rise up. Not talking about the other kind of gifts, but one will always rise up. These motivational gifts shape us, our personality, and they motivate us. We want to do what we're gifted to do. That's why they're called motivational gifts. Prophecy, inspire teacher, serving, ministering to others, teaching, good communicator, exhortation, and encourager, somebody that has that gift to do that. Giving, they're generous. They're going to be hospitable people. They love being around people and giving uh, of their time and talents and money. Leading, Of course, in leading, you have somebody that has to direct and rule. You have to make decisions. And, of course, God helps us to do that. And mercy, that compassionate person that's always there. Now, I want to show you how this works. And it will make sense to you because I'm going to expand this just a little bit. Now, someone has defined it like this. Your gifts color what you see. So it's like this. If I have the gift of mercy and I see someone... Trying to get in from the parking lot here, or finding a seat, and they can't. And maybe they're uh, disadvantaged; can't find a seat. If I have that gift of mercy, I immediately see that, and I'm going to go over there and try to help. If I have the gift of leadership, and I'm in a class, and they're trying to figure out how to organize it, and where to put it, whatever time, and they're struggling, that they, I just see that. I go here. I can help. That's one of my gifts. I can't do that, but I can help you with it. So what you see when you see people and needs and whatever, is defined by your gift. That's why we're all different. And when you see that, you head over there naturally to fix that situation. Now, let me show you what that looks like. By the way, if that's all you remember from this teaching, okay, let's move on from that, okay. Watch me, I'm gonna share this with you. A prophet. A prophet is a person that's pretty much black and white. Everything is right here like this. There's good and bad, that's it. Well, that's good, but sometimes it, you know, how many know things are kind of gray sometimes? And so they can be really harsh, so you have to have other people to balance them. A server always notices opportunities to serve people. A teacher, what's a teacher interested in? Basically, truth. To teach you truth. An exhorter. An exhorter is someone that always is encouraging people I have the gift of teaching. I have the gift of encouragement. Some of you don't think that, but I do. (laughs) I'm always challenging you to be what God made you to be. See, we live below what God made you to be. You have unlimited potential with God, every single one of you. Not with others' gift, but with your gift. That's one of my gifts. By the way, how many of us like to be encouraged? I like to be encouraged. You do too, because the world beats us up. Next, the giver. They're always looking for ways to invest their time and talents and giving to situations. And that's what happens in the church. Some of you think, I don't have the gift of giving. You're going to see that later. No, everyone has the gift of giving because you're going to be evaluated by how you gave financially and with your gift and whatever. There's two things that all of us have. The gift of giving because God sold the world. He gave. That's the nature you were given. The second one is, all of us have the gift, and you'll see it in a moment, to serve. Pastor Mark, I don't have that serving gift. Oh, yes, you do. Both of those are universal.
0: Now that Pastor Mark has shared what Jesus has to say about what our responsibilities are to our local bodies, we hope this spurs you to make whatever effort you can to engage yourself with your brothers and sisters to advance the kingdom of God. Be sure to figure out what gifts God has gifted you with and do what you can to help the body of Christ share his love to the world.
2: You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website.
0: Next time, Pastor Mark will continue teaching about the different types of gifts that God has bestowed on the body of Christ. Now each is used in the life of the church. We'll be hearing a little more detail regarding each gift as well as warnings against abusing our gifts. the detriment of our brothers and sisters, as well as damaging Christ's reputation among non-believers. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living, and together, let's do life right.
1: In a hurry